0: Welcome to Fuller Speed Ahead. I'm Craig Fuller here with the Steve Martin of Fuller Speed Ahead. uh, Jordan Graff. Jordan, how are you today?
1: I'm good. It's just
0: such an honor to be called Steve
1: Martin. Thank you. Uh, I guess that's because of my numerous appearances. So I love Steve Martin.
0: You are our most frequent guest on Fuller Speed Ahead. Uh, It's it's awesome. I love reporting the news uh, that you guys are involved in. You're doing exciting things. You've Bootstrap this payment network as part of this very large factoring bank. Uh, so you have the benefit of having the financial infrastructure for the bank standpoint, but also the ability to incubate and be an entrepreneur and a founder inside of this enterprise. Tell us a little bit about what the news is today.
1: Yeah. So we're we've announced that we've reached an agreement to acquire HubTran. Um, and as a part of that agreement and part of that acquisition, we are creating the first transportation payments network. And that looks very different than what Try and Pay is today, and it's an exciting opportunity for us to bring something to the industry that that hasn't been there before, and creates a lot of value for for
0: all the participants in the industry. Now you say this is different than what you do today. I thought you guys were a payment network.
1: Yeah, principal. You know, Try and Pay when it started was really more a reverse factoring product. Um, and you know, when Steve Hausman came up with the idea, it was starting with an approved invoice and offering quick pay to carriers. As we kind of gotten farther and deeper into this, we saw a greater opportunity to create connectivity between the the constituents in the market. You know We looked at, hey, we could use this Triumph pay uh, platform to go sell as much factoring and quick pay and all these things that we, we could do through the bank, or we could use it to open it up to create integration for all the participants in the industry and and invite brokers and factors in and um, the to the
0: network so really. When you when you think about where it's evolving to, what was the impetus behind uh, acquiring HubTran in terms of how does that how does that impact your business?
1: Yeah, so to be a payments network, there's really three components in that we need for to do that in transportation. That's presentment, settlement, and payment. And Try and Pay, you know, prior to acquiring HubTran, did not have settlement. That's the functionality for a broker finalizing the amount to pay on an invoice and handling accessorials and all the, the, the changes that come on an invoice between the rate confirmation and the invoice. So acquiring Hubtran allows us to inject that settlement functionality into Triumph Pay. And that's what allows us to turn Triumph Pay into a payments network with an end-to-end structured and integrated transaction from when the, carrier, generates the when carrier or the factor generates the invoice all the way through the broker approving it to payment and the actual remittance that goes along with that payment.
0: mean, you said you didn't have settlement. It's- I'm not sure exactly when you say you didn't have settlement. You guys did provide funds in, into the payment networks. So explain a little bit more about what the settlement mechanism is.
1: Yeah. And it, and so, you know, your background on the card network, that's the term they use for the actual movement of funds. We use it more in the terms of when the the payer is finalizing the amount to pay on an invoice. That's when they're handling any of those, um, when they're checking the bill of lading for damages and a signature, when they're looking for lumper fees and, and detention charges and, and handling those elements. We call that settlement. It doesn't map perfectly to a, a car network terminology, um, but yes, we did do what we call payment, the movement of funds from the payer to the payee uh, prior to this acquisition.
0: You guys are are owned by a bank, which enables you to build this entire payment infrastructure. It's interesting because there's been this evolution of these non-bank entities around transportation, but having the bank license Create a lot of compliance and security for your products that are much more so than if you were not a bank entity.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like the the, the bank charter allows us to have the pre exemption for money transmission uh, in, in in the U S. and so we don't have to get state licenses to do that. Um, the the one thing I think that is, is is changing as a part of this model going to become more of a payments network is being less reliant upon our balance sheet and more reliant being less about our balance sheet and using that to you know, create value for people and more about using the integrations that we've built between HubTran and what HubTran's built, what we've acquiring and integrating into the integration that Triumph Pay's built. So it's a little bit of a shift in focus in how we're going to try and, and go to market with folks and, and that's it's good for that's good for brokers. It's good for, you know, and in this model it's good for factors too. And so that's what's the biggest change as a part of this is we're inviting factors into this into this network to help them create efficiencies in their business and for brokers we're going to be bringing them more structured data provide them more opportunities for rebate in other ways and also allowing brokers if they're interested to fund their own quick pays we're still going to use our balance sheet to fund quick pays for brokers that are that would like that but we're going to be a, a, more open and and allowing for payers if they you know they want to use their balance sheet to to fund their quick pays and keep more of the revenue share we're going to be opening that up to them
0: so jordan you guys have acquired hubtran this is a a pivot of sorts, or at least an expansion of your core business from being a product that was incubated inside of a, inside of a single factoring entity. You've discussed the idea that this platform could go broader to other factors they could take advantage. Talk a little bit about how the HubTrain acquisition fits into that strategy.
1: Yeah. And and, and I'll just you know hang out here for a second, right? Um, this is, this was a hard decision for us, right? When you know, when we looked at first acquiring Hub Trend, we saw it could create a, this payments network, this end-to-end integration and structured data. And our first approach was, hey, let's use this to leverage. Let's leverage this for our own, uh, for the benefit just of Triumph, right? A closed-loop network, like an Amex approach. Let's just use this for our own internal benefits. And but we realized if we did that, that we would be cutting out an entire industry. Basically, we're cutting out the entire factoring industry from being able to participate in this efficiency, and that's not healthy for the industry. And so. What we decided was this pivot to this open loop and so that's going to create this separation from the bank and the factoring business which go hand in glove um, how the, the bank deposits fund the factoring business to this now payments network which is going to be an open loop approach and the factors that choose to join this network will have the same benefits that to be on an equal playing field um, with dbc and that was a hard that was hard for us to internally uh, take on and make that decision and there was a there was a lot of debate about that so Um, you know, I just make that really clear that we are serving all factors equally, even our, even our sister company, TBC, and and we're starting to create that, that separation today and we're ensuring data privacy. You know, we're not going to be using any of the data of the payments network to benefit uh, TBC. We haven't to date and we, and we aren't going to. Um, and so that's, that's, I think important for people to hear as we start to approach, as we start to roll out this neutral payments network.
0: Yeah. I mean, being owned by a bank, having sold into banking, uh, you know, my previous career, uh, you're very regulated. There's a lot of compliance around it. It's different than, say, a business that, that has a private business but isn't audited. It's, it's That level of security goes to a degree that's much deeper in terms of data privacy, data security, and such. Jordan, I have to ask, why HubTran specifically? Why, what was the, really the impetus for this particular transaction?
1: Because right, Matt Bernstein is awesome, and he's built an awesome company and has a great team. That's why.
0: Now, well, we Matt, here. Let's hear it from Matt. So, Matt, uh, how did this transaction come about for you? What was it? What really drove the decision to to do uh, this particular transaction? Love to hear. Sort of what was the?
2: Uh,
0: tell us a little bit about the experience of uh, actually going through the process.
2: Yeah, sure. So uh, it, it, it's kind of funny. I mean, we've just been laser focused. On building out our technology for uh, you know brokers and factors for the past five six years, and you know from time to time folks would come to me and say, "Hey, you know, wh- why don't we uh, combine tie up, etc." And my answer always was, "Well, it's, it, it's really not the right time for us because we just saw a you know, ton of headroom and a, a lot of potential for this technology, and we're just getting better and better at." It. Um, but you know, uh I've I've known Jordan and I've known the folks at Triumph Pay for a while. Uh, our companies actually teamed up and integrated HubTran and Triumph Pay to create a better experience for our brokers, uh customers and and uh, carriers. And you know, so we've gotten to know each other over time. And you know, I think we really share a common vision, uh, you know, which is all about you know, kind of creating this uh Place where all these industry participants can enjoy just instantaneous and effortless kind of payment. You know, you you provide the service, you get paid, and it uh, it just works. And I think that uh, they also have built a great product, and uh, the products together are going to fit really well to create tremendous value for our customers. That's always kind of what we think about first. Um, They really view. Uh, kind of factors is playing a critical role in the industry, as do we. So I, I think this is a you know a great win for the HubTran team. Uh, it, it's going to really do uh, terrific things in the marketplace in terms of building value for our customers. So the deal made sense.
0: Now, Matt, did you guys run a process or was this more of an intimate uh, partnership with Triumph?
2: We did not run a process. Um, y- you know, uh, it just... Uh, Getting to know kind of the Triumph team and knowing that they uh, not only kind of share that vision, but um, they get stuff done uh, and that our teams work together really compatibly. Um, I mean, that's what makes a difference, right? It's not about, you know, can you go through a process and kind of get, you know, absolute top dollar. It's it's figuring out, you know, how do you make sure this is something that's, that's got legs? That's really, you know, where you get that proverbial one plus one equals three outcome
0: and matt you're the founder of the company what does this mean for you like where, where what's next for you
2: well um I've, I've never been so good at retirement i don't think so uh you now i'm going to continue to serve uh in an advisory role to uh the uh to trying to pay Hub friend uh whatever jordan decides to call it and uh uh so you know I, uh you know, provide whatever uh, kind of advice and services I can there, and then um, you know we've been you know very focused uh, for the past five six years on North American over the road freight. Uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity in uh, in global freight, so I'm going to be taking a look at the freight forwarding market, but that that's a different conversation for a different uh, day. Today's all about uh, about trying to stay in hub trend.
0: Now, Matt, are you hinting at your next move at, as sort of a after you do this transaction that's integrated into the triumph uh, pay ecosystem, is this is this something that you're hinting at that maybe we'll see you in logistics, but more broadly than domestic?
2: Uh, well, uh, I, I guess I'll just say stay stay tuned. Um, you know i I'm a kind of a restless person, so uh I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to you know continuing to be involved in in the transportation.
0: I love it. I you know, it's funny as a founder, I always wonder. And I have institutional money. I, Matt, I don't know if you guys were, had taken institutional uh, money. Um, but as a founder, you know, when you take institutional money, there is a finite lifespan for that. So uh, I've been wondering what that day will be like for me. I'm wondering, you. I've talked to a lot of founders that have gone through this process. In many ways, it's bittersweet. It's exciting because you're able to uh, take the business and find a new home for it. Uh, but what is this? what is this experience? What is this emotion like for you as you realize that? you're taking this business and, and uh, essentially passing the torch of what you built on to Jordan and his team.
2: Well, you, you know, it is. anytime you, you invest almost everything you have into, into building something, it is a little bittersweet. And, I, you know, regardless of the dollars, I wouldn't have sold HubTrend to uh, uh, a company and leadership that I didn't think was able to get it to the next level and, and, and do a better job than, than I could. So, you know, Triumph Pay is going to bring uh, you know more investment uh, their, You know, the, the product they built, the relationships uh, that they built in the industry. But more important, I mean, they've just got a great team, and uh, I'm, I'm delighted to kind of pass the baton to to Jordan because I think he's really going to going to uh, take uh, what we've started at HubTran and uh, uh, you know take it to the next level. It it strikes me this is I mean, this
0: is a pretty profound I, I, I'm it's interesting because when you sort of combine what you guys have built at at HubTram with what, you know, Triumph Bank and Triumph Pay have been building over the last couple of years. I mean, Jordan, you've been, you know, you and I met, I think it was sixteen, two thousand sixteen, and it was another year before you actually got uh Triumph Pay off the ground. It was in late seventeen, if I recall. It's been a heck of a run. Some of the numbers that you shared with us in the past have just been astounding how much volume is moving through your payment network or the payment network that is trying to pay. Can you get, update us on the scale of what you guys are actually seeing today? Yeah. So when
1: you combine HubTrain and Triumph Pay together, we will have um, over 500 brokers on on the, the on the system. I guess it's going to be operated as a single system. Um, that's what we're working towards. We have over 500 brokers as customers. Um, 17 of the top 25 uh, brokers in the country, over 55 factors and several in the top 10. And then the total payment volume of invoices flowing through the systems would be about $25 billion. So it's um, a considerable chunk of brokered freight. And that's that's honestly what brought us to this kind of inflection point where we had to make a decision about which path we're going because it has reached a scale where it can make an impact for folks And we needed to make that decision now and and communicate it very clearly to the industry about how we are approaching um, both the brokerage industry and the the factoring industry.
0: $25 billion of freight is flowing through your payment network, which would put you back in my payment days. You would be one of the top, at least B2B payment uh, networks in the entire United States. And you've done this in what, three years? We're on our third year anniversary. It's third year, man. Third year. What's what do you credit? Obviously, this transaction you know, certainly uh, continues to accelerate that. But what do you credit the momentum that you've uh, received over the last couple of years? Man, I, I think if you just take a
1: step back and, and look at this industry, when we talk about broker freight and, and transportation factoring, if you, this industry arose because of deregulation. Right. It arose because of deregulation, leading to the fragmentation of the U.S. truckload carrier base. And those two intermediaries, the freight brokerage industry and the factoring industry, have gained a massive market share in the in the four-hire truckload space because those smaller carriers need the tools and services that those companies provide. And so their growth, especially over the, even the last ten years, has been just you know exponential um, in their market share gains. You know, you and I were kind of bouncing some numbers around, but uh, we think. Brokered freight, Truckload brokered freight is over $100 billion, close to $150 billion, and, and factored volumes in transportation are closer to $75 billion. And as things are today, as much commercial interaction as those participants have the 9,000 active freight brokers in the U.S. and the 402 factors, there's no integration, there's no coordination. And so everything's being done via email, unstructured data, phone calls, and a lot of manual labor. And that's where the opportunity exists for us to come in and say, hey, here is this toolkit. There's this network that's going to help develop rules and standards and tools and services to take that world from unstructured data and, and phone calls to frictionless, frictionless presentment, settlement, and payment. That opportunity just was there. And I think the unique position of Triumph, um, having to focus on the industry and coming from the factoring side, we honestly just navigated our way into it and found an opening that was that was just available the other thing that's benefited us is having an established reputation in the market right we were a known commodity to a lot of these folks um so when we showed up they knew who we were we weren't just a a vc backed startup trying to get them to trust us with hundreds of millions of dollars and the last thing man we just have an amazing team on the sales, sales engineering operations side. We've hired some really great people that had deep industry connections. Some of them were Freightways people that you let me take, uh, Mitch Hickson. <laughs> and uh, these these people, these you know, men and women have done just an amazing job helping accelerate this because of their connections and relationships in the industry. So um, it, it really, honestly, we're just blessed to be where we are and, and excited to take this thing forward.
0: And you've been on four speed ahead, which has certainly helped really boost your reputation we were we were the initial sponsor for Freightways, right? We were the original. That is, right? that is a fact. You were the uh, Steve Hausman was the very first uh, to uh, to support our mission of bringing transparency to the market. It's been interesting; these two businesses, while very different in what we do, uh, have a lot of similarities in growth profile and such. But twenty five billion dollars, I as as you know, Jordan uh, and the viewers may or may not. I spent nine years in payments and often drive a lot of analogies about transportation and what's happening in the freight tech space to what has taken place in fintech or what took place in fintech in the early 2000s. Um, it strikes me that you've built this massive network. And, and you know these numbers get thrown around. I don't think people realize how big $25 billion of volume is running through your payment network uh, that you guys have built between Triumph Pay and HubTran. How much of that Money will actually settle through the network versus what, what is, is software-driven uh, uh, services.
1: Yeah, and I wanted to make sure we made that clear. So, yeah, because th- there's kind of two components. HubTran doesn't do payment today. Um, and so the volume that is associated with HubTran is really around software and it's transaction volume that's flowing through, through HubTran that's actually settling that money that's actually flowing is, is, is over, is over 10 billion. Um, and, and we are releasing quarterly earnings. So we're not going to go into too much detail on that, but it's over 10 billion.
0: But I imagine there's this substantial opportunity to help accelerate and automate that as payment um, use the word settlement. I would use it slightly different. Um, uh, but, but regardless, there's an opportunity to automate that. Is that really the, 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 the grand vision and the motivation behind this particular transaction?
1: Absolutely. We want to we want to be we want to be we, we want to create a transaction that is integrated and structured from beginning to end, from when the, the invoice is generated, it doesn't turn into an email and lose all of the doc typing, load indexing and, and associations. We don't want to lose all that. We want to keep that from when it's generated through when it processes through the payer to when it's actually the money the money actually flows uh to the payee. So yes, we want to go to the people that are using just HubTrain today and not using Try and Pay and, and get them to see the value and the potential of connecting all the pieces together and then go work with the payees and recipients of funds to help them get connected to the network as well. And that's the integral role that um, the, the factoring industry plays is essentially like a merchant acquire, right? Like strive for first data. They're managing the merchants or the carriers in this example, and that's a, a, a powerful relationship that you know, we want to help empower them and, and operate in the background to help them succeed. At the same time, create efficiency and, and, and potential for uh, for brokers.
0: It's interesting when I, I think about really the function of brokers and factoring entities, there's similarities. One is sort of a management of money as their primary inventory. And the other is sort of the workflow of getting freight matched and executed. But at the end of the day, this business has a ton of exceptions to it. Uh, Jordan, you've given me a, a pretty substantial stat that almost half of the transactions that you guys ma- uh, that requires some level of manual exception. Uh, Matt, I imagine also that the data that uh, uh, that you've built this platform that you've built can mitigate a lot of those exceptions. You and I have talked about in the past. Can you talk us a little bit about how that will work, or what what it currently does, and what your what your hopes and vision is, uh, in this transaction?
2: Yeah, sure. So. Um, we started off serving freight brokers, and then maybe a year into it, I uh, started talking with factors and said, oh, they they have a similar problem. They're getting this, you know, high volume, chaotic inflow of paperwork. And they had you know, so both brokers and factors are sorting through all this paperwork and trying to make sense of it and trying to resolve all of these exceptions via email and phone calls on kind of this one-off basis. Super problematic. And so we really started off by uh, using some modern technology with OCR and ML to do uh, a, a lot of work that previously kind of you know only human beings could do, which is kind of intelligently reading these documents and comparing the information in the documents to the information. There's certainly more in the case of factors laying that information out for them in an easy-to-use way. Um, so that cut down on a lot of errors, a lot of discrepancies, because anytime you're removing kind of you know reeking, you know you eliminate uh, a lot of mistakes and, and, and oversights. But recently, we've been trying to take it to uh, kind of the, 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 you know, uh, the, the next level where we are creating kind of the seamless information flow between the brokers that we serve and the factors that we serve. And that's proven tremendously valuable because uh, if you're a broker, um, you, know, you don't want to pay the wrong entity. They do that all the time. You don't want to get all these phone calls from factors saying, uh, you know, kind of checking on the on load, checking on the invoice. So we're providing value to the brokers. And then for the factors, I mean, obviously they care about efficiency and we're giving them efficiency, but we're helping them with, uh, you know, what we call payment performance, getting paid in full, getting paid on time. Some of it is avoiding mistakes and it's, you know, kind of flagging discrepancies. Some of it's about flagging fraud. And then at the, at the end of the day, uh, you know, Brokers and factors need to serve their customers the shippers and the carriers so I'm giving them a tool set to do a good job for uh, uh, for their uh, counterparties and uh, you know as we put this network together you know one really clear example is that being able to provide uh, information to brokers and factors saying yes this is the right counterparty all the information matches and you can just get on with life is invaluable, and we're going to kind of just on day one, it's going to be twice as good as it is today.
0: You know, Matt, it's interesting when I think about you know a lot of attention in freight tech, and we we are both a contributor to this uh, attention of sort of fawning over the digitization that takes place, as well as uh, at times a critic or a, a skeptic uh, about some of the claims that that. Folks have made, but at the end of the day, it's all toward digitization. Some would argue that payment and work, you know, workflow is the boring parts of the industry, but those are the pipes that really drive the efficiencies and the digitization in this space. You've built a business that's, you know, massively scaled, one of the most important contributors in this industry. Um, what is what do you think the greatest contribution that you're gonna make in the legacy that is HubTran as you sort of uh, move this platform to it to, to to Jordan, and you guys uh, really build this to the sort of the next generation of it. What are you most proud of?
2: So when we uh, this, the the quick backstory is that um, previous to HubTran, I was running a three PM, and every time we would take on a bunch of new customers, which is always a nice event, had to hire more people in the back office to kind of again you know. Shuffle all this paperwork and make phone calls and rekey data. And I was looking at this saying, This is insane. Why am I putting resources into this? And so I figured there's got to be good tools out there. We had a lot of, you know, kind of the companies that were providing uh, those tools come in and, you know, I interviewed them and they interviewed me. And it's like, there's nobody's really cracked the code here. And so what what we put together was trying to get away from kind of the old school kind of on-premise, really heavyweight, you know, high-cost kind of inflexible software that only kind of the biggest companies could could afford and have the IT staff to support, right? And so we built something super lightweight. Uh, all you need is, uh, you know, kind of yeah, you know, email and a browser, and and you're off to the races. And I, I think that you know what I'm most proud of is when we started, we start, you know, we kind of we're we're focusing on on small companies. And we said, how can we make this work for them and then gradually move up market? And, um, you know, now I think it's, you know, in those early days, back office was not even a topic of conversation. Everybody was focused on freight matching, uh, routing, things like that. Now people recognize, to your point, that, you know, kind of all of this, work around the transaction is incredibly important and you have to get it right. And you have to make it easy and reliable and cheap. And and that's what we've achieved. And it's just going to get that much better combining it with what, uh the Triumph Pay network.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because I, I think matching is uh in in many ways it's the sexier part of the business by most people's definition. Because you you got two you know you're matching a shipper and a truck and it's it feels very sexy. The dollar amounts that you're handling are quite large. Um, Whereas back office always feels a little bit less sexy. Payments for most people feel unsexy. I love payments, as you know, Jordan. I gotta ask, I'm gonna ask it again. When can I buy stock, not in the bank, but Triumph Pay? When are you guys gonna spack this thing, take it public, create the next great freight check unicorn?
1: So you guys can't see it, but our general counsel and investor relations teams over here. So if I say anything on that, they're gonna they're gonna zap me. So I'm
0: just you know just gonna have to let
1: that one hang out there.
0: Hey, all right, I'm ready for you, Jordan. I think that there's so much value in building this massively important payments network, and you're doing it inside. I think you're doing it very smartly by building a platform, uh, particularly with the the integration of Hud Tran directly into the payment product. Um, Matt, what is your message to your customers? You, you, you now, Hubtran has a new home, a new owner. What would you like customers to hear from you as, as CEO of Hubtran?
2: So we've always had a customer first approach, and I mean, just to give you an example, we've got, you know, today we've got like two dedicated salespeople. It's all, all about building products that make sense for our customers. And that's that's what we, you know we are continuing to do, um, you know. Obviously, we've been in conversation with uh, Triumph Pay and Jordan for you know several weeks prior to this announcement, and you know the question was, well, look, should we continue to hire engineers as we're having this conversation? And the answer came back, with, hell yeah! And so um, you know that kind of pace of innovation, of putting the customer first, of really digging into kind of What are their pain points? What are their problems? How do we solve these problems? As opposed to, hey, here's a kind of one-size-fits-all solution. That's just going to continue and accelerate, I think. Um, You know, I'll give you an example. You know, uh, we've been promoting kind of our new kind of lights-out processing. It doesn't require any human oversight at all. I mean, again, we're just with kind of the the resources that 5Pay can bring to bear that product's just going to get that much more traction and go that much faster. And at the end of the day, you know, our customers, they want efficiency. They want, you know, kind of to work with trustworthy partners. Uh, They want to do a good job for their customers. And, you know, we're going to continue to deliver. Matt, you and I have talked about this. COVID uh,
0: created a lot of tailwinds for your business, just as people said. I don't have them in the office. I need to find ways to do this in the cloud. I need to automate a lot of my workflow. Are you still seeing the, taking the macro freight trends, which the market is super hot, as we all know, but to take that away. Are you still seeing an acceleration in the business?
2: Um, so there was a lot of choppiness in the business. Uh, kind of, when I, I, I go back about a year in time, it was crazy. And then, once companies got over kind of that initial shock, you know, kind of that tear in the headlights, what do I do now? And I, <clears throat> I can't put my finger on exactly when that happened, but, you know, kind of that June-ish time frame, things start taking off. But at the same time, it's hard to kind of tease out all the variables because, you know, we just started doing a better, you know, we've, we've been investing in product, trying to figure out how to go to market. So things have been clicking for the past year. Um, you know, a while ago, you asked me kind of, you know, what am I most proud of? I'll tell you, you know, my happiest moments in this business are when, you know, we turn on a new customer and I don't care if it's six thousand you know, kind of transactions or loads a day or six, and they send an unprompted email or call in and say, This is just great. you you, you know, kind of this is a you know, somebody who's using HubTran, you've changed you've changed my life. You changed. you know, it's like my work day is so much better now because of uh, because of the you know the HubTrend tech. And um, I, I think that's what's creating the biggest tailwinds for us is you know, kind of customers just love it.
0: Well, congratulations, Matt. You've done something that we don't see a lot of. You've actually taken a business from start to exit. There's a lot of activity in this space. You have done something uh, that I think is quite uh, astonishing, the scale and the speed of which you built your business, but also the fact that you're now uh, have an opportunity to, as an entrepreneur, uh, look to the future and, and look forward. We look forward to seeing what you're up to next. Hopefully, we'll have you on four speed ahead. We can break the show and break the story. Jordan, I got to ask, are you more likely to see the Baylor Bears win the NCAA tournament this year or have a top 25 team in football? Uh-huh. Well, it's got it's got to be the best.
1: It's got to be an NCAA championship, man. Uh I believe in our basketball. I believe in our basketball legacy uh, more than our football one. I would say. So, what
0: about you? It's been, a, it's been a rough ride, hasn't
1: it? It was a little rough. It was a rough time at the Grouse household after the Baylor Lady Bears got jipped out of their uh, out of their victory the other night. So we we had a little weeping and gnashing of teeth. So we're 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 ready to see the men take the championship.
0: The men look dominant. I I don't watch a lot of basketball. I'm not a huge basketball fan. I uh, don't even h- hardly watch, uh, I don't really watch the NBA or, uh, but I enjoy a game. Uh, and I have to tell you that some of the best, bas- the Arkansas game was some of the best basketball I have, I have seen or laid my eyes on. Them. So it certainly uh, take a lot of pride in the fact that it's our school. Uh, well, gentlemen, I really appreciate you coming on, tell, sharing us the story. Uh, Jordan, what would you like customers uh, that are HubTrain customers to know about this transaction about their new owner?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. I want them to know that they're now our customers. and We're here to serve them. And And we're going to use everything we can and our, our tools that we have today and the tools that we're going to build to serve them well, whether they're a broker or a factor. Our interest is in benefiting the industry. We're creating that neutrality to serve these people well and to not just benefit our sister factor company. And that they will be hearing from us and we will be outlining for them a roadmap of how we're going to show them value today, how we're going to show them value in six months after we build some stuff, and then what it looks like a year from now when we have time to weld this thing together to create a truly functioning integrated payments network. So we're going to be demonstrating value as we go along the way. We're here to serve them. And I just say, give us a chance to build, Give ask them to give us a chance to build the trust that, that we're going to do what we say we're going to do and, uh, and get to know us. So that would be it.
0: That's awesome. Well, thanks, gentlemen. Really appreciate it. Uh, best of luck in the integration. Uh, Jordan, you are one of the greatest founders in the industry Uh, Hopefully we'll see uh, the opportunity for Triumph Pay to continue to scale uh, and become a massively important payment network across this uh, great uh, industry of ours. Uh, You can also you can buy stock in Triumph Bank today. It's TBK. Is that right? But yeah
1: it's, it's yeah so the, the yeah after the close when this announces and you can buy it and you'll be in for the next day so
0: uh all right fantastic and you get you get to be a part of this uh great enterprise that is trying to play. come on we. well water's warm jump on in fantastic well really appreciate it, guys thank you so much for uh coming on uh full speed ahead and best of luck uh as you go through this journey